0: of Thunder Forge Studios. Ooh, so nice to hear that. This is the Michigan GT
1: Podcast, episode 36. 36, that's a that's a pretty uh, pretty decent number. I'm, I'm really looking forward to 50.
0: Yeah, uh, well, dude, you're way out.
1: I know, but I'm we'll still pretty enough. excited yeah, about we'll it. There. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. We're on our way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Again tonight, me, Jeff.
1: And I'm Rick.
0: And special guest, Mike. Mike, welcome, Mike. Hi. You're sitting in uh, Rick Hall's seat because he can't join us again tonight. So, yeah. you have some big shoes to fill. Don't let us down.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's he's not a big guy, but he has oddly big feet. It's, just, <laughs> it's very strange.
2: <laughs> my feet are kind of big for my height. There I'm you go. That's good. General. There you go.
0: Yeah. He's got a big head.
1: He, well, he's got that Alaskan... Yes. Uh, I don't want to say hydrocephalic.
0: Well, you know, when you, <laughs> when you wrap your head in a coonskin cap for that long... Yeah, yeah. You know, just things happen.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. also, with the temperature fluctuations up there, it just goes yes. big and large and small. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's crazy. Up and down, yeah. yeah. It, but it, we love Rick. It's We, a mess. we love Rick. We would we'd say all this stuff if you were here. And more. And more. And more, yeah. and so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For sure. Uh, well, Mike is here. He's with uh, Nebula Amusements, and we'll be uh, covering that information here coming up in the next segment. So welcome, Mike. Sit back, relax, have a good time. We're just going shoot to the, shoot the stuff, and, and we're going to have some fun. So yeah. sit back, relax, and we'll be back in a few seconds.
3: The finest brushes for passionate artists, crafted by artisans in the UK using Kalinski Sable, with Series D for dry brushing, Series S for miniature painting, and Series M for details. Artist Opus has brushes to suit all of your hobby needs.
0: All right. Welcome back. And it's time for our Dissecting the GT segment. Mm-hmm. And actually, today, really not much about our GT. We're going to be talking to Mike over with Nebula Amusements and about what his company does. So, yeah. Mike... Welcome. Thank you for having me. Once you get right up in that microphone, there yeah, you go. Yeah, get right into yeah, it. you got to get, right you you go. get your face right on there. Really yeah, yeah. yeah, just like, pretend, yeah, you just know. Just pretend it's like your first girlfriend.
1: Uh, you know, uh, uh, you said around. you were in uh, the music industry there for a while, yeah. right? So, you know, you got to get right up on that mic, so right? So those right. of the condensers where you yeah. can be
2: across the room and they oh. pick up. Yeah. Just a needle drop.
0: Yeah, it, pick, it picks up, it does pretty yeah. well, but these aren't quite that high
1: tech. Right, these aren't like Sennheisers. Or Hopefully anything. I add yeah.
2: some bass to my voice because I don't have a deep voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh,
1: we, yeah. Can, we can probably pod you <laughs> up a little bit.
2: So, Mike, tell us about Nebula. Awesome. Thank you, man. So, Nebula Amusements. What do we do? Our main thing is how to AR. So, a lot of people, when they look at it, they think, oh, is that VR? I have that on my PlayStation. No, this is not that. So, what is the difference between AR and VR? Right. Well, everybody knows. What- I've never even heard of AR. Oh, yeah, augmented reality. So what is AR? So it's easiest first to explain what it is by saying what it's not. So with VR, you put on a headset and Mm -hmm. you look around and all you see is a video game world. Right. So if you were to take off running, um, you know, you would run into a wall. Now, of course, they have the little things that tell you, hey, you're about to leave the bounds. Don't do that. Sure. Uh, AR is the opposite. When you put on a headset, you see the real world around you and the software layers the game elements over reality. Similar to CGI. Okay. So it's like when you're watching Game of Thrones sure. and you see uh, Daenerys standing next to a dragon. Well, there's not really a dragon there, but it looks like it's there. Right. It's the same thing. The video games get layered over. So it's kind
0: of adding CGI to your vision in a way? Yeah,
2: it's augmenting right. reality. So the, the most popular like rudimer- rudimentary version of this mm-hmm. is um, Pokemon Go. You're okay. looking through a screen, right. seeing the real world. Sure. But there's game elements. On your it. little on your iPhone. Yeah. That's, this is a That's mo- the one we're talking about, right? Yes. That was all
0: hugely popular five years five years ago or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So
2: it's really like, you know, even just the filters on a phone where like a girl takes a picture and she gives herself puppy dog ears. That's sure. a type of AR. Okay. It's augmenting reality. Sure. Whereas VR is just creating a whole new world for you to be immersed in. Mm-hmm. Uh AR is like, no, we're just gonna enhance the real world. Right. So it's immersive I think in a different way.
0: Okay, nice. but it's kind of leveled up a little more fast action.
2: Yeah, because right? you can run. Like,
0: yeah, you're just not layering, you know, puppy dog ears on someone's face across across the hall from you. You're actually, you know, throwing arrows or fireballs or whatever at the person that you're looking at.
2: Yeah, like you're essentially seeing through what you see through your eyes is like sure. what you would see on the screen of a first person shooter. Right. So you see your health, you see your charge rate, and so. Okay.
0: So, if, are you wearing like a set of like kind of goggles? It's a or? lightweight
2: headset. It's a lightweight headset. Okay. Um, and here's what's dope: um, the company who designed the game is Meleap, and it they are a software company. Uh, a mistake that a lot of, uh, companies in AR are trying to do is everybody wants to be the first to build the, the, the good AR headset mm-hmm. and it's hard and it's a lot of work. Right. So what they focused on is they just make it compatible with every headset that comes out. Oh, so nice. what they have it on now is it's on an iPhone and it slides into a headset. Um, and then you have iPods that go on a wristband and they're your motion sensors. Okay. And, uh, so before I go further into that aspect, right. let's kind of say what the game is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. we're kind of no, you're all over the yeah. place. So this you're... is so new, you know, it's kind of hard
0: to, <laughs> kind of hard to direct a conversation oh, You're about.
2: good, man. So it's a 20 by 30 foot dodgeball court. It's a real physical court. You're not playing online with people in some other room. Sure. You're playing with real people who you can see, and they can see you. So if you're in your cosplay, you're mm-hmm. in your cosplay in the game, and that's what you're seeing, and that's what they're seeing. Excellent. You are running. It's all motion sensors. There's no cables. You're not tethered to anything. Everything is lightweight. Your peripheral vision and the vision underneath is all completely open. So you can see. You're not going to run into anybody. Right. You can run. You're playing dodgeball, but instead of throwing, like, rubber balls, you hold your hand up. You see a charge bar go across your screen, and when it shows that you have shots ready, you throw your hand forward, and a Dragon Ball Z-styled orb comes right. out. Ryu from Street Fighter or Shoot. KDARE from League of Legends. That's what you're shooting. Okay. And you um, can charge shields and throw them up and they're stationary. They're more like barriers and they look like they're straight out of Tron and people have to hit them until they explode or find an angle around them. You can set stats. You have a certain amount of points you can allocate so someone can be the tank. Someone can be more about uh, how fast they charge. It can be the size of your blast. Um, You're essentially playing competitive dodgeball. It's a big e-sport in Japan. It's... You know, they call it the world's first technical techno sport. Mm-hmm. I refer to it as the world's first physical e-sport. Right. It's a nice hybrid. And so it, it bridges the gap between basically like video games and actual right. physical thing. I mean, you can run Which and sweat great, and get tired.
0: Our kids these days need a lot more physical activity than what they get because they're sitting at home playing video games mm-hmm. all the time, right? Yeah. And for it to actually bring the video game to life, you know, that could lead to a lot of health benefits from, you know, the younger kids playing this too
1: do you expect to see that uh as this becomes more popular here in the states like actual like leagues and teams being formed and doing like national tournaments state state qualifiers like you would see with any actual sport absolutely so um
2: how do usa in florida just established themselves like a year or two ago and um i'm doing more of the convention side of it and right. then i want to have a brick and mortar and start leagues and i want to do leagues in high schools and leagues in middle schools right uh and have adult leagues as well uh they're going more of the stem approach uh there's a company called green Moss academy they they do things with uh high schoolers all the way down to kindergartners where they're teaching them graphic design and just anything technical mm-hmm. and uh they have hotto as a part of that and they're they're doing things with schools, so they're setting up their um, middle school leagues, okay, and and they're establishing down there, and they're going to be running the big national tournament. To where if you win that, you can go to uh, Japan and compete for money. Ooh. and uh, it's big in Europe right now. It's really grow. It's not big, but it's growing in Europe. Um, so I'm the only one doing it in the North right now. They're the current ones only active in the South. Mm-hmm. And then I do have a friend who was uh, running it for a while in Texas and Austin. He took it to, um, South by Southwest. Oh, nice. And that's, uh, <clears> Bryce <throat> from, um, God, I, I'm so tired. His, this company name is slipping my mind. So I'm sorry about that, Bryce. I'll, uh, I'll figure it out and drop it in there when I remember. Um, but I think they took a little bit of a break cause he runs a lot of different
1: businesses. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. And how long does a normal game usually last?
2: So a round is 80 seconds, which doesn't sound long, but it is when you're playing. Sure. And people are winded. Right. Um,
0: This makes me, I come from a martial arts background, you know. Yeah. And, you know, when you get into competitive martial arts, you know, you fight for rounds. Yeah. You know, right. And a typical round is about a minute. And it's shocking how exhausted you are after a minute of sparring, of a, yeah, and right, then, you know, a, a minute of high intensity, you know, cardiovascular exercise yeah. is, is freaking intense. Well,
2: most people fight who who aren't trained hold their breath, and then that yes. even cuts oh, down their cardio so much more. Hundred percent. What what yeah. did you train in?
0: Uh, I've trained in uh, taekwondo and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, both.
2: Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You, you got to learn how to breathe, right? Yeah, you got to learn how to so, breathe. So and that's that's kind of what you're doing as a white belt in jiu-jitsu is you know you're figuring out how to actually economically expend mm-hmm. your energy and conserve your energy, right?
2: Yeah, you're learning how to move and what mm-hmm. not to do. Right. See, like, you'll, you'll get a technique and you're learning a technique, you're learning the details, grab here, do this, mm-hmm. like this. And you think, I'm learning a technique, but what you're really doing is training your body how to move so you can data chunk later and learn things and you don't even have to be told each detail. Right. You just do
0: it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a thing, right? It's a thing. Yeah, and so 80 seconds is, a like long you said, time. It doesn't sound like a long time, <clears throat> But that is a long time.
2: Yeah, the way they do the, the um, like in competition, uh, it's, you pay, it's it's almost like it's a basketball game where it's like divided into quarters or hockey sure. game where it's divided into thirds. You play two 82nd rounds and you add the scores together for each round. And if there's a draw, then you go into, sudden death. you go into a third round. Then in between each round, there's a sudden death. So if there's a draw within a single round, the game goes to a sudden death mode with no time limit. And it's just the first KO wins. Um, in that scenario and to kind of understand how that works a little bit, um, everyone has what's called a flower Mm petal or a flower and that's the target. And it's about, it goes down to like the middle of your chest to about just above your head and it's about shoulders width. So everyone is the same size target. So if you're a little kid or a big guy, it's not like you're easier to hit if you're big, harder to hit if you're little. There's advantages to being tall and short. Sure. Uh, and they both have their pluses and minuses. So that flower has four petals. So you have to take out all four petals off of someone to KO them. And once they're KO'd, your team scores a point. They lose all their charges, just that player, and they respawn in like two seconds. And oh, they're back okay. in the game. All right. So you don't get eliminated. This is like how you score points. Sure. Um, so it would be first KO wins, but wherever your um, charge rate was and whatever your flower petals were at, at the end of that round, they're still there for that sudden victory round. You don't, gotcha. you don't gain or lose anything. It doesn't reset till the next round. Um, if you're doing stats, you can change your stats for every round to to adjust. Sweet. Uh, what we do at our events and um, is we just give everybody three rounds and it's best out of three. And you can also have bots play. So um, if there's not enough people, or you can you can literally get like AI bots and you can put them at level zero all the way up to level nine. Oh, level zero right. they barely do anything. Level nine they like teleport across the court. You can't beat them. <laughs> we had some kids at uh Lapeer days who were playing. And they didn't know each other, but they were—they had uh, unlimited play bat, mm-hmm. um, bracelets, and they just kept spamming the court, spamming the court. And then, then they were just like, "We want to team up and play the bots." And they just play it at one level. If they win, move up to the next level. Sure. And they get stuck at a certain point. And, but it—it it, it can be really physical. Uh, you can—it's a lot of running and jumping. But what's cool because it's a blend of video games, and uh, physical activity you don't have to be athletic to be good because the video games you can just tweak it and use I'm going to use these stats and be more stationary sure so people in wheelchairs play and I've seen little kids
1: beat adults mm-hmm. and it was it's kind of funny yeah, to see that's that cool. but yeah, yeah. yes yeah. sounds
3: like a blast
1: yeah it's, it's fun it sounds really great well, I, I'm looking forward to the the whole idea of it becoming a actual competitive event here in the states yeah that'd be like cool. it does in Japan yeah because I mean that's that should be the end goal for you or anybody that is taking this on as a as a uh, business. business and project, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the con scene is great for um, getting eyes on, yes, right, and building a, a community that will expect to see you at the next event or right. or con. Right. But yeah, you need a
0: regular, yeah, you need a, a you need a space. Yeah. That, that's uh, what, you need a yeah. thing,
1: right?
2: That's what the goal is: is to build up sales between that and then the tabletop gaming and mm-hmm. dice and you know the figures and all that. Right, because um, I do love the cons and vending. But it's to get a location to, to build an event center that's mm-hmm. like a mini convention away from home that right. has arcade, table top, all kinds of stuff there. Right. And um, yeah, but I think getting it out for the exposure, because most people just don't know what it is. They think right. it's VR. I've even had people sit down, watch a game, and then once they put on
1: headsets and start play, it's different than what they expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I can believe that. I believe that too. Yeah. Yeah. For for your show, I know sure. you, you, you kind of mentioned before we went on air sort uh, started recording that uh, it... You don't think it would fit? Um, I think I think it would as a tournament because you're a tournament. Sure, sure.
0: From that aspect, it it could. Right, but but as a recognition thing, I don't think it would work. Well, for one thing, it wouldn't work right now because there's no following for it, right? So correct. So you know, you actually have to have Mm -hmm. a regular. Right. Band of players that are willing to congregate in a location to compete Yeah, To come and compete, yeah. Right. Once it gets to that point, that's right. where I think
1: the marriage with the GT would be awesome. Down yeah. the road, I would yeah. agree with that. Correct. Yeah, you show, um, have people I'm show up in yellow they, and black Cobra Kai outfits when right. they're getting ready to mm-hmm. go. You know.
0: Whip up, oh. up on some Miyagi dough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they wear,
2: like, jerseys and, like, outfits and, like, elaborate stuff like oh, that yeah. in Japan. Like, yeah. if you watch, like, the uh, highlight video online from the 2017 World Cup. Sure. Like, it's elaborate. They do a big show. There's, like, pyrotechnics. It's crazy. It's yeah. beautiful. No, it's beautiful. It. They come it. out and, like, they're, they're, yeah.
1: they're like, uh what is it, jogging, you know, yeah, outfits. Jo- jo- yeah. yeah. Jogging, yeah. Suits. jogging suits. Jogging suits. Right, yeah. Like a them. bunch of Russian yeah. mobsters. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I was saying... I don't think it would be a fit now. No, right? no, no, yeah. no. Because for one thing, at our event, when people are there, they're there to play. they in their registered. Yeah, games, they want right? to play Warhammer, and right? there's yeah. not a ton of downtime where they could be attracted to something like that. Right. I think a lot of them would be interested in checking it out. Yeah, I just don't think
1: they would have the free time mm. to, right, to, to make it work. For, for I think for something like that to work for in the GT frame, it would have to be. Well known. Oh, sta- it has to be Yeah, they the, e-sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, uh, here in the state. They would have right. to be leagues in yeah. Grand Rapids, in yeah. Traverse City, in right. Charlevoix, in Sheboygan. In Cleveland. In, yeah. you know they have, Navar- That are, yeah. are going to travel to compete yep. Yep. for the Michigan yeah. qualifier for nationals. Yeah, Honestly,
2: the, probably the first place that a league would be the most feasible is we've brought it to Grand Rapids the most mm-hmm. and have a really big response from it in Grand right. Rapids. Um, it did well in Chicago. It did really mm-hmm. well in Chicago. Nice. Um did good at Yomacon. Um, but, uh, when we take it to motor city, yeah. uh, this may, I think it's going to do really well. Um, mm-hmm. that's I, right now. That's the first show we have booked for the year for it, okay. but there's something in April that's on the table. It's really just a matter of spacing. They mm-hmm. want us there. Uh, but they just don't know if, cause they're at a new location okay. if, if they fit it in, but it's looking like it. So. You know, Is that the Grand Rapids event? That's the Grand Rapids one mm-hmm. in, in Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo yeah. yeah, but we're going to be at the November one again because okay, they cool. have us every year, and yeah. uh, we'll probably be back at Anime Magic in Chicago. Um, nice. I just have to get with them to check on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some more negotiations I'm going through with that, and we're going to be vending at so many places this
1: year. So so that's something that the listeners out there uh, that listen to the Michigan GT, because you do have a lot of Chicagoland folks. We do have a lot right. of Chicagoland in 10 so, yes. So if... if uh, you do want to check this out in its physical sense. Yeah. Uh, what's the show in Chicago again?
2: Anime Magic, but that okay. one's not booked yet. Sure. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I, I, I'm gonna connect with them again soon. Um. But yeah, for Novi, mm-hmm. for Motor City, that one is under contract. We're gonna be mm-hmm. there. It's free for VIPs. Right. Um, you just have to have a badge to be there. If you're not yeah. a VIP. I think tickets are five bucks to that's play a cool. game, and then unlimited all weekend for fifteen. But we're doing it as a pre sell right? Um, to give you a time block. So depending on which day mm-hmm. you're going to be buying, like a two or three hour block, your game will exist sometime within that. You come, you register, you get your ticket. We'll put you in a digital queue, and just know you'll get a text about fifteen minutes out before your game. That's and cool. uh, that's very cool. And you know what time block mm-hmm. it's going to be, and you can leave us notes. You can say, "Hey, I'm going to a look. My time block is three to five, right? But I got a panel." At four thirty, right. gotta call me before that, right. and we can put that in there, or we can, oh. you know, let you go a little bit into the next time yeah. block because one of the issues with cons is lines.
1: Yeah, of course. Yes. So I hate those things. Yeah,
2: we do everything we can to make <laughs> it to where your line is never more than you know six, right. seven people because mm-hmm. we're gonna we're not gonna call you up until there's like one or two games ahead of you. Right. You can watch. We're gonna teach you how to play before you get on the court. Let you practice when you get on there. And uh, what's what's something that's kind of fun that I've done is um. I realized this is all motion sensing, right. so I got myself some Harry Potter wands, and it works.
1: Oh, I bet, so you I can bet. just
2: you can cast it from a wand. You can incorporate your cosplay. We've had a sword. The swinging motion doesn't work with a sword because it's too long of a lever. Wow. But the stabbing does.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
2: So I thought that was kind of cool. So that I was is cool. Yeah. I was gonna get kind of like steampunk gauntlets and stuff, and mm-hmm. then make stat cards. Like, hey, if you're gonna use this item, these are the stats you put in. Right on. That's a a
0: very themed, cool idea. Yeah, Yeah, that's Yeah, I
2: like it. Wanting to theme it for different things, I think, would be a fun experience. And, you know, we got shut down during COVID, so we pivoted towards, you know, tabletop gaming and and selling that stuff, and that's really what helped us survive. And I just like the idea of an all-encompassing gaming thing where it's everything from tabletop to video game. I'm even, like, I was even, like, working on designing a game for a long time and where I got hung up paying for artwork. Because I wanted oh. unique artwork on every single yeah. card. So we is, we can so talk expensive.
1: about that yeah. after this. Okay. Right? Because I have these conversations with a lot of people that are, want to design yeah. games, mm-hmm. and the thing is, if you're going to design a game, pitch it. Don't print it. Let okay. someone else print it. Someone okay. that has a stable of artists already under their on their payroll. Yeah. You just but try to maintain some control if you can for art design. Yeah. But if you're a creative that wants to create games, yeah, create your game, pitch it, sell it to someone else, get your let, mailbox. Let them publish. Let it. them publish you it. You get a royalty, and you get a royalty. You're, and yeah. the uh, the industry averages between five and eight percent. It's fine, and it becomes mailbox money. I and love while you it. while that's being printed and sent out there, and you're getting your page, your your mailbox money, you're creating your next game. Because that's yeah. what you are, right? You want to design the, because the, you're a creative. Yeah, right? I love it. And that's what, that's my biggest advice to anybody out there that wants to design a game. Do that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that, not, that's a good tip.
2: Yeah, for me, like, I, it was exciting because it's unique mechanics I've never seen in anything sure. else. And, uh, like, that was one of the things I always try to focus on is how to do things different. I grew up with an out, uh, uh, I grew up without a lot of money.
1: Right. So, I mean, you're t- from Michigan, so it makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, for, like, for me, like, um, I have this mentality where like the more limited your resources are, the more yeah. you creative, you have to be with them. Oh, absolutely. You have to find out how to do things different, but not reinventing the wheel. Otherwise, uh, in other words, like if something is really good, Don't just try, I'm going to do it different just because. Like, Use the stuff that works, but find a way to make it different. Find a way to make it yours. And uh, I've done that Like when I ran sound for bands. Mm -hmm. It was like uh, I threw a battle of the bands, and I thought about when I was in the band, all the things I liked about the different battles that I did and all the things that I hated. And I was like, how do I make this to where it's a good experience for the uh, the, the attendees, that the venue is happy? Right, But the bands are happy right. and I'm happy. And I just created this elaborate system and I had like maybe like 16 bands in right. the battle. And uh, a lot of them came up to me afterwards and said, even though they didn't win, they were right. just like, this was the best battle the bands I've ever been in because I structured it to where you get paid even if you don't win. Oh, that's good. Because most of them are structured where only the winner gets takes all. Oh. And I didn't. It was like, here's how much we need to right. not lose money and to make a little bit. Right. And then I'm going to give all the rest of the ticket sales to the bands. Right. So that they're still getting mm. something out of it. And yeah. and I try to carry that into everything that I do, whether yeah. it's the AR or it's designing a game right. Right. or whatever it is. It's it's trying to think what's going to make people happy. Yeah. yeah. I, and I just want to
1: put a caveat on that. When I say, you know, when you talk about, you know, you're. You know, growing up at a, at a you know where you didn't have a lot of money and I made fun of Michigan. Just so everybody knows, I'm from Michigan too, and I feel everything he says. That's why I said it. Yeah. So I wasn't like making fun of him just because he's from Michigan. Sure. Yeah, he wasn't hating. But I but I had to leave Michigan for 30 years and come back. Yeah. But you're back. Yeah. Biggest mistake of just my life. Just when you thought <laughs> yeah. you were out. Oh yeah, the cave called they'd me bring back. You back? In yeah, here. the cave called me back. I mean, we're ca- right. we're literally cavemen here still. That's true. <laughs>
0: You know uh, what you're saying too about, you know, having to be creative because you didn't come from much. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I also now graded probably not nearly to the level of what you guys were, but you know, I'm from a military family. We Mm -hmm. didn't we didn't have a lot, you know, when I was growing up.
1: But and also from Michigan.
0: And also from Michigan, (laughs) that's true. Well, my parents especially. (laughs) um, You know, you just think about. Having to make stuff up as you're a kid to entertain yeah. yourself, whether, you know, you're out playing in the woods or, or yeah. you know, whatever.
1: Yep. You know? Every stick you pick up is a lightsaber or a sword or a gun. Or gun. Yeah, you figure yeah. out how to shoot it,
0: right. <laughs> um, but then, I, you know, i think thinking, I look at my kids, right. you know, and they didn't have to have that nearly that level of creativity, you know, right. surrounding their, their entertainment. Yeah. And I'll be interested to see where this takes us in 20 or 30 years.
1: mm mm-hmm. I think the creativity is going to come like w- in different ways. Well, it's going to come in the way that you're trying to bring it to the states with the with the AR. To make is sure. They're going to, I think, the next generation right. is going to be their creativity is going to be spawned in AR or VR I, I hope content. So. Right,
0: well, right, but it's going to be I, fewer creatives and more con- consumption of that creativity.
1: Sure. I mean mm-hmm. that is that's where they're consuming it now. You see yeah. what I'm saying though? Oh yeah, yeah. I know, get what you mean. It's like
0: cuz, you know, boredom is is what makes creativity. Right. You know, you, you know, you become creative when you're bored. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. there's just there's a lack
2: of boredom. It's a lack of resources, In that scenario the resource that you're lacking on is entertainment.
1: Right, so you have to be creative to find a way to get around it. Correct. There's a lot of entertainment. There's a lot of entertainment around. And like my kids, my my youngest is 17, right, and he literally lives on YouTube and his his video games. Right,
0: my daughter's the same. That's
1: it, right? So he's constantly inundated with entertainment. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but he also reads, you know, and he's he's a big anime manga. Sure. And uh, what's what's the Korean version it's not manga it's but it's but it's it has TikTok. the same it's it's the same kind of comics okay. but it's korean printed stuff he's really big into reading that kind of stuff
0: A pop anime
1: pop yeah he's into all that <laughs> right and uh, so is my my daughter who's right. 19 uh she likes a lot of that stuff too and it's kind of like when i watched them and i talked to them and they're the other reason i got on tiktok is my kids i wouldn't have gotten on tiktok because i was yeah. when when they were talking to me about tiktok i was like you know, I'm, a, I'm a grognard you know i don't want to i'm an old man i'm an old man you know yeah but i work in that space anyway already as video doing video production sure. and then i you know the big thing was for me and i think that's with with what you're p- trying to put together with with uh nebula entertainment or uh, right uh, amusements uh as an experience is i also i asked them i was like well what do you consume yeah what kind of content are you watching and being entertained by on these different platforms, YouTube, whatever. And what have you bought because of those things, right? And it makes me wonder, it's like, again, because this is how my mind works, is with that particular kind of entertainment where yeah. you're going to go out there and you're going to physically, in an AR space, compete in a dodgeball-like event, Yeah, what is the other things that can tag to that for, for merchandising or... or or product right yeah um do they come with their own headsets that that wire in and now everybody's out buying their own uh hud 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 stuff right yeah yeah, that'd be the the
2: expensive thing is the software license the hardware itself isn't that expensive now to buy enough for a rig to have full teams play and Mm -hmm. then backups for them to charge in between you're you're spending a lot
1: of money sure i have no doubt you know
2: um but you know to comment on something you said earlier um Just about how technology is like, Mm -hmm. well, it's shortened people's attention spans. So there's, there's really like two ways we can go with technology. And one is where we're losing, like one of the things that's happening is, uh, younger generations have trouble with social skills. They don't want to use a phone. They're scared. They get anxiety. We're not hating on anybody. It's just something that happens because it took away some of the things that would help them develop. Mm -hmm. People don't know how to just sit and be human and be alone with their thoughts. Do you remember wondering a fact and talking about it with your friends and right. unless you get to an encyclopedia you didn't know that's right. right Right. but now you can just well I'll just google it and now right. you know
1: yeah you got fact checkers checkers yeah. everywhere what are you talking about dad blue jeans weren't around in well oh, google it yeah. oh
0: okay <laughs> well, there's no uh, there's no need for the Guinness Book of World Records yeah. nope right? right there's not well you they know, can
2: run the website I guess it's official well
0: right but you know I mean
2: yeah you don't need the book
0: that's actually was, was created by the Guinness Beer a, Company. Yeah. Ah. Be, be, as a way to solve arguments in pubs.
2: That's hilarious. Yeah.
0: That's what the Guinness Book of World Records People is. People won't
2: fight, they'll just drink. Yeah.
0: yeah. They, they would get into an argument and then, well, oh, let's look at the Book of World Records, you know, and yep. there you go.
1: That was the original Google. Yeah. So <laughs> it was. It was, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. That's funny. And, and
0: how many hours did you spend as a kid thumbing through the Guinness Book of World Records yeah. trying to find that World Records? Almost you could beat? none, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah.
1: That wasn't my thing.
0: Oh, I thought it was a cool book my thing
1: now this is going to be again this is again generationally differences differences between what you're entertaining right than when we were kids right when i would go to my grandparents house and it just maybe it was just me when i and this was young young me right going to my grandparents house on a sunday to watch lawrence welk and hee-haw right okay and uh i think maybe maybe the incredible hulk i think may have been on around that time as well wow Early early 80s, like, 40, had, range. like late late 70s, yeah. right? Sure. And uh, while if we weren't playing Monopoly or Life or Sorry or some board game of the time, right, I was reading the encyclopedias because that that's had. what yeah. they had. Encyclopedias were awesome. Because they had they had the full encyclopedia thing on the shelf behind the couch, and I'd be stuck down in there and I'd be reading like human anatomy sure. or something going on you know wh- what's the solar system like you know i just saw something from carl sagan so now i'm gonna right. fact check them in right. the uh, encyclopedia. Me too. Me you too. Know? I uh encyclopedia that That was what we had and yeah. now you see an encyclopedia like man if i were to look at that now half that information is wrong yeah <laughs> right because google proved it because it can't it can't be <laughs> updated you know it's not a living
2: thing right it's, like, right.
0: it's not a living document right it's, yeah,
2: yeah. We have the negative side where it's it's taking us away from our humanity. We're not looking at the stars. We're looking at our phone. We're not looking. Mm. We're not going out True. in nature, and we're losing skills. We're losing abilities. Right. Um, there's something that is important about like in-person gaming, like tabletop gaming. There's a social aspect you're not going right. to get playing online through Zoom. It's just missing. There's a right. there's this uh, something about touching the pieces and moving them and yeah. looking at the figure that's brilliantly painted. Yeah. And wow, fun. this looks cool. Right. And you can't get that.
1: Um, uh, but also playing games like we, yeah. we did a game night here recently. Mm-hmm. I would not have been able to get anybody's tells mm-hmm. in some of those games as to like, oh, I bet you they're thinking that so and now I'm gonna do this in the game or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Or or whatever, because of body language. You just don't see all you see is that, you know, the Hollywood squares. Oh, oh you're yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. get that one little one little picture frame of just her face. Sure. Right? Yes. A little Brady yeah, Bunch thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but when I get to watch yeah. people play tabletop games and they're, you know, they're fidgeting over something because yeah. you know they're excited about what they've done or, uh, or whatever. If it's a game of trivia, oh yeah, yeah. you know, you know, oh yeah, it, the, it's the, good stuff. The face
0: to face stuff is yeah. the best part about the tabletop games. You yeah, know? it's yeah. just you know, reading your opponent. You know, you're you're reading their, their their tells, mood, their tells. You know, yeah. the, you know, or trying yeah. to. Trying to exploit them, right? Whether it's, you know, trying to get them to maneuver a certain way, Mm -hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. that's Mm. a huge part of it. It's a whole other layer. It is a whole other layer. And it's a layer that I love.
2: And technology sometimes can take away from from it. And so if you think about it, like technology should enhance what we do, Mm -hmm. but instead we've been using it to replace what we do. Right. Yeah. So instead of I can do this and now I can do it more, we go, oh, now this is doing it, so I'm going to do it less. Right. But then there's the positive side where you can use technology to enhance what you do. Like when you're in business and now you can send an email or you can send a message from your phone while you're out doing things where it's, you're not stopping doing what you're doing. You're using it to enhance what you're doing. And so for me, that's what Hado is. It's not stopping you from being active or being physical. You're not losing that, that presence of another person laughing, high-fiving after the game, trash talking in person. Right. Uh, Instead, it's just taking physical play and enhancing it with digital elements. Yeah, which
0: is very cool. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah.
2: Which a product for tabletop gaming that I'm very interested in um, is the Tilt 5 table. Are you guys familiar with that? I am. Yeah. I am not. I reached out to them early on and just saying, hey, I want to demo your stuff at our events. Um, But I'm waiting to see uh, what games they come out with. So it's an AR table, but they use like a different technology. Uh, the, the CEO is, uh, her name is Jerry Ellsworth, and she came up with this technology. She was at another company, they started to do something, and then they were either it went under, they were separating their ways, and somehow, I don't know the full story, but she negotiated to buy her invention from them. Okay. And so she's releasing this table, and it can be used for a lot of different things, but they're focused on tabletop gaming mm-hmm. and some video gaming. So it's like a table. They have a big one that's probably about the size of this, but usually they're a little bit smaller. It's reflective. You mm-hmm. have these glasses, and the game creates basically like a 3D hologram. It was inspired by the chess from Star, Star Wars. Wars. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So um, they're working with different game companies. I even think they have a couple Asmodee titles on there. I, I, feel, like they,
1: I feel like they also were the same group that was working with Weta. When Weta was first doing their AR... So they have a game called um, Giant Killer Robots or GKR. I have it sitting right... It's literally right there on the bottom shelf. I see it. Right? Uh, And that's just the tabletop miniature version of it. But when they originally started making it, they were doing an AR version where you could... You had to set Mm -hmm. up and you would have your miniatures on your game. But let's say you're in Seattle. Yeah. And you want to... We're going to play each other. Mm -hmm. Right? So you have your iPad or your phone and you can... As you're moving your phone around... There's an AR element of or VR element or whatever of your opponent's table links to the system, and you can see all their miniatures in the setup that they have Mm -hmm. at their house. So uh, I can see what your setup looks like, and you can see what my setup looks like, and we can play each other. And when they would fight, when you put them in range, they would you'd see missiles launch off of them, like you would see like on uh, that's really cool like District Nine, (laughs) right? Blow everything up, and it was yeah, it was super cool. But then uh, they realized it was super expensive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but with a with, uh, with Tilt 5 table, it's not that much. You have to buy a computer to process it separately. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you get your glasses, you know, you can have four people sitting around a table and you're all playing there and you have control. You can use a mouse or you can use the wands that they come with and you're playing tabletop games. What's cool is oh, we didn't finish our game, save, and right. then come back, go to a different game. You go home. We can continue the game while you're at home, and you can hop on yours, and we see everything because we're linked.
0: Oh, that's cool. But
2: where it's, I think, a big game changer for is uh, RPGs, like Dungeon Dragons, because check this out. You are the dungeon master. You have the map. I'm in one room, I can't see outside that room. He goes into another room, you as a Dungeon Master in Control, that he sees one room on his, and I see a different room on mine.
0: That's fantastic. And yeah.
2: then it's 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 pretty cool, and they're working on all this stuff, and, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see what games that come out. I'd love, as far as video games, I'd love to see the original Zelda from Nintendo on it. Mm. I'd love to see um, League of Legends. I want to see Summoner's Rift on there. I think the perfect game for them and the perfect partnership for them is Hearthstone. Okay. I oh, think yeah. Hearthstone the, the, would be the card killer game? on that table. Oh, okay. Because it's you know it's like the 3D holograms. So now sure, the cards right. have a 3D life. Right. And the whole like concept of Hearthstone is it's a game within a fantasy world. Sure. Right. That the people of the World of Warcraft yep. are in a tavern yep. playing a game. Right. So now you can actually simulate that yep. on the table in yeah. 3D holograms. Yeah. I think it'd yeah. be cool. I
1: summon the water elemental, and there's a water elemental yeah. there. That'd yeah, be kind of neat. That'd be cool. Yeah. Very much Star Wars chess. That, or whatever that was, the virtual...
0: Yeah, it was like a 3D chess. Kind yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely.
2: Imagine demoing games at a convention, mm-hmm. and you have a library of hundreds of games right there on that table. Show them the 3D thing, but they can still get
1: the physical game if they want to get the physical game. Yeah, that game. would be, be great, because to carry 100 games into a into a convention yeah. to demo is a pain in the butt. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> you can carry 10
2: units, and that's 40 people at a time, right and uh, you can have one person control a whole bunch of them. Right, And I think that's a fantastic yeah. idea. Plus, like, you know, I think they have a thing with Steam now, so a lot of the Steam titles are on there.
1: All right. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's super Sounds cool. Sounds cool. Yeah, there's, a, there's a, a few of those coming out. There's also the last table, or the last uh, board game, which is another VR or AR um, screened thing, and it's, I think, 19 by 19 or 20 by 20 inches. Okay. It's relatively small. Um, and then you've got Sovereignty, Uh, which you can play on your phones, but it doesn't necessarily have any AR or VR aspects to it. It's just, it's kind of like Tabletop Simulator, except um, it's more uh, hard rule-based, where where if you don't know the rules on Tabletop Simulator, you can't play through. With this one, it'll prompt you, you need to choose a card. You need to play a card. You need to movie oh, token okay, that's what i don't tutorial.
2: like about magic the gathering online yeah it's like there's too many options in magic so it's super clunky yeah, um, and slower yeah and slower Where like i played like a thing where you have to work the rules yourself you have to decide how many mm-hmm. cards you're gonna draw you have to tell the person what you're doing and it was much smoother that way it was right. just like the physical game but you're doing it on mm-hmm. the computer earlier you you gave me a tour of the studio yeah. and you showed me like this thing that takes like these 3d pictures what is that
1: that that is my or Ordery 3D photography setup. Yeah.
2: One of the negatives to the AR tabletop thing is losing that physical thing is figures. Figures yep. are beautiful, especially when they're painted well. Yep. How sick would it be is to be able to paint a real figure, take a picture of that, and put that in the air game too? So oh, now yeah. your painted right. figure is
1: digital. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty cool. There's a, I hate to say it, but, um, so Wizards of the Coast is working on a project that does that. Okay. Where the, it doesn't, uh, they're not going out of business. Oh no, 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 no! They retracted that thing, and yeah, but yeah. everyone still hates. It. Oh, th- everybody's still mad, but eh. the community is. <laughs> yeah. s- no offense to anybody out there that might have a long memory, yeah. but most of the time, the you know the, the news cycle's short, right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Two weeks away from now, everybody's gonna be happy because here, uh, here's the thing about that, and I, I hate to even jump on the OGL or any of that stuff. Yeah. About maybe four or five months ago everybody was hating on Paizo, which makes Pathfinder the RPG, which is...
0: Oh, yeah, they're the hero <clears throat> this week. Oh, uh, and now yeah.
1: they're the hero. Everybody, I mean, literally, content creators that were just trashing it. And obviously, a lot of it is for content and clout to build up their oh, yeah, platform. Yeah. They're, they're very much clickbait, right, content. 100%. Um, we're just hating on Paizo for some stuff, right? Everybody at the higher echelons of management at Paizo was cis white males. So they were, they were strictly the enemy okay right and then wizards of the coast has their debacle with the ogl yeah and now everybody's like hey have you heard about paizo and pathfinder let's all take this train into into Playtown now and it's yeah. like Can you sales- let me show you 10 videos you I, made on I, how you I, I, hated that i read
0: i read their, their sales just spiked
2: like crazy. yeah they, they sold they sold
1: eight months worth of product in a like a week and a half yeah
0: good for them well
2: and- i mean It's tough, too, because if you were to try to punish Wizard of the Coast by, oh, we're not going to buy their stuff anymore, you're not just hurting them, you're hurting every independent maker, all the people who've made 5th edition stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, And and the thing, too, is like, okay, let's say if you feel like the, what is it called, OLG? OGL. OGL. Open Gaming License. Okay, say if you felt like, okay, this is the this is the the direction they were going to go. You're like, Hey, this is a bad idea. It's terrible. So a company announces in advance, we're going in this direction and everybody says, this is, it's terrible. And here's why. And they go, Oh, we didn't know that. Okay. (laughs) We won't do it. Like what more could you ask for? Right. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. a company that doesn't they, have to listen. They completely to listen.
0: bowed to the public pressure. Yeah. I mean, it was almost sad but in a it's, way. But, but
2: in, in an extent, it's like, okay, if if they're like, okay, we made a mistake and we're not going to do that. You guys don't like it. We care. We're not going to do it. Like, why are you going to be mad? That's right. like basically saying everyone must be perfect at all right. times or we will right. end
0: it's, you. It's <laughs> such a weird industry that we're in. Yeah. Because.
1: Well, it's also a weird
0: time. Well, I yeah. know. But can you imagine like all the golfers who own Ping? Golf clubs, you know, getting up in arms because you know just because you know they're going to make you buy ping tees now, from now on, right? Yeah, you, you can't, know,
1: yeah, you can't use a ping ball unless you have a ping tee, right? Right. I mean, yeah. I, I
0: just, I just can't envision right. this in just about any other industry, right? You know, uh, you know, are the Camaro drivers going to be up in arms and no longer buy Camaros because, you know, they change the headlights, right? You know, or, or make it so that you right. can't buy third party headlights for your car, right? Right. You know, it's, it's weird. Nobody hates on
2: Apple for like, nope, you gotta buy our stuff. Right? You buy a, yeah,
1: yeah, you gotta buy our flash charging cord. Uh, Apple's the yeah. worst.
0: Weren't
2: right. they the opposite in the eighties? They were like, yes. we're compatible with everything. Right. We're for the person who loves to build their stuff. Like, yeah. we're your guy. Now they're just like, no, we
1: are it. And if you want to be part of us, you yeah. do with you it. need it's AirPods. It. Yeah, you must bow. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, we're not gonna put a, a a port or a jack in our phones anymore. You have to you have to buy Wireless. Bluetooth. Wi- Bluetooth. Wi- yeah. and we're calling them. Yeah. What, AirPods? AirPods, AirPods yeah. Phony
0: yeah. up another 200 bucks on right. top of
1: your phone. It's like, right. oh, I mean, they get, uh,
0: they get it. Well, they do. You, you want to p-
1: plug
2: someone else's headphones into our check? <laughs> we'll <laughs> see about this. <laughs> That's
1: right. No. All right. Uh, but yeah, the, the, as far as the gaming industry goes, when it comes it's to. It's just that kind wild. Of stuff, it, it just blows it, it, me away. Yeah, it, it, it,
0: it, it has been like this yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And, you the, know, the and the
1: communities will, like I said, short term memory. Yeah. You know, they're going to be like, oh, I got my all my followers because I am a DD content creator. I can't now. I can't continue to bash them, and, and nobody wants to watch my content anymore. Oh wait, I better go back to D D, and they will.
0: Right, well, and w- ultimately comes down to if you make a quality product, right, you're gonna be okay. Yes,
1: right. I mean, and, and there's no better brand recognition in tabletop, right? the, as d- far as d- RPGs go than Dungeons and Dragons. It has
0: nothing to do with Hasbro Wizard of the Coast. Well, something that's interesting is like when
2: someone who doesn't play hears the term Dungeons and Dragons, they don't think Wizards of the Coast. They think nope. the people who play. That's that's right. And the reality yeah. is is like, um if you love it, play. They're right. not they right. they decided not to do the bad thing when you said don't do the bad thing, they said, Oh, we didn't know. Okay. Right. You know, like
1: they I mean, could they, have just steamrolled. Th- so there's two things to that. Yeah. That they I, knew they knew. They knew. One, they knew. Two, the community, however, they got a leaked Unofficial oh. document that said this is a draft, someone in within the company, uh, air quotes, someone, who knows if they were even in the company, leaked this OGL draft for OGL 1.2. Okay.
2: I wasn't familiar. And that's with
1: what caused the community to get all up in arms and pitchforks and torches. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even official. It wasn't even official. Oh, I thought maybe
2: they just said, hey, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. And everyone was like, no. And they're yeah. like, okay, and I didn't know that. It was kind
0: of like the Supreme Court with the uh, the abortion thing. Oh, you know, see, now I feel silly. Time, right? yeah.
1: I apologize to everyone yeah. out there. No, 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 no. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah. That alone is what caused the entire, like, mm. uproar within the community. Yeah. They got mad over something that wasn't even real. Oh, at that point. It wasn't official. It wasn't yeah. official. Right. So to me, when Somebody I... Somebody just said it. Yeah, someone yeah. could it have... Was said, a, it, yeah, it could but, have been an idea. Right. Right. Yeah. But it was on an official... They had, there was an actual official document that looked very official. Header. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Watsi header and the, Yeah, so it was probably okay. a draft of like, hey, what is the... Within our, within our inner workings, yeah. what does everybody think about this? Right. And then someone's like, oh, we better let the community know because this is not going to work out there. And are they're they're angsty or whatever? Pitchforks. Right. Yeah. Let, let's let's
2: incite the community. So they could have been that could have gotten edited out just with them if it would have stayed behind closed doors. Correct. As it far could've. as we know, I'm not saying right. as it would have. Right. As far, as, as, we far as we know, as right. far as we, we, don't know. Then, know. Then, we don't know, and then
1: yeah. and then they actually did put a a draft out to the community that said, "Hey, we've heard what you said. Here's yeah. what we actually are yes. considering," and it and it also was not great. Yeah. And the community did. The, they said we're going to do a poll. Please do the survey. Da, da 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 da. The community did the survey, and then they're like, "We're not going to change anything because this is the community." Basically, is like, "We're all upset, anyways." Da da da, da. Yeah. And
0: All right, so let's.
1: I know. Let's <laughs> put a
0: poll out there. It, it's like when you're online and you see the the poll. Or, Can you use another stimulus? I, the, yes. W-
2: yeah. Well, of course yeah, yeah. people of course are going
0: to so say, like yes, give me free money.
2: Do you right. want to be happier? Right. No. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: too happy as it is. Right. Oh, anyway. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's ah. it's super funny, but it yeah, interacts it, us sad. from what we're actually here to talk about when we're talking about the AR uh, arena sport. Again, what is it called? Because I can't.
2: Hado. Hado. Like Haruken from Street Fighter. Right. Right. Haruken. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Haruken.
2: All right. Well, yeah. It's actually like, well, the game is just. Uh, it's Hado PvP because mm-hmm. in Japan there's different games. Oh, okay. Now they have another sport that they haven't released in the U.S. I do not recall what that one's called because it's newer. Yeah. And then they had some um, just, like, games that were more just, like, for fun. Yeah. So they had Hado Shoot, which is, like, more for kids, and you okay. shoot paint – And Uh the AR on that is pretty sick though. Mm -hmm. It's one screen and these mushrooms and like, it's like trees in a village and it's, it's more like a 3d holographic VR almost sort of where it comes out and you're shooting these little mushrooms and trying to get treasure chests. Mm -hmm. And then they have a cool one where it's all co-op where it's you and, you know, up to five other people and you're shooting like spells and magic out of your hand and you fight giant flying dragons and golems. And and I really wanted to get, get those um, those US. So there's, there's a thing where they're kind of, May not want to release those in the U.S. They want to build PvP, but I'm going to mm. try to push to get those because originally when yeah. I bought, that was all on the table was I was going to um, buy everything in uh, steps and sure. have a whole AR arena. Right. right. Um, so I am would like to get those back. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah.
1: Having those conversations actually are probably necessary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially for growth in your space. Yeah, I think okay. it would
2: be cool for like like, uh, fantasy events, uh, mm-hmm. Renfest, where mm-hmm. you can go and shoot a dragon with ma- you know with oh, magic. Yeah, I, mm-hmm.
0: now getting at the the Michigan Ren- Renaissance Festival. Yeah, would that'd be sweet.
2: What's tough is I, I went there, uh, but they want me to build a giant enclosure that's forty by forty feet with the cost of wood, and then you know they would oh we can get you electricity, and we'll give you the space, right. but you know you gotta build this thing out, and I was
0: like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, the bull barn.
2: Yeah, I would have. Yeah, pull barn would be great. I would have. I would have used wands. I did talk to one ren, uh, one Renaissance festival that was going to have us out, uh, but they got canceled because of COVID, and we were going to do it with wands, and they were going to put us in a barn.
0: Okay. Yeah, that
1: would have been cool. Yeah,
0: there's one coming up in, let's see, June, I think in. Marshall. Marshall, what's it called?
1: I think I uh, saw. It, I think I saw it recently too on like a uh, Facebook event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been to it before.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have I'll have to find it for you. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name out of off the top of my head, but it's it's a entry level ren fair. Yeah, you know, kind of a mm. smaller side of things, but you yeah, know, it's cute fun. Little cute know, little spot.
2: Spirited Seas just happened. didn't it? That was a small. A I don't thing. know. Ren, ren fest. I think they did January. Oh, where? It, it's an indoor one. I forgot. An indoor ren fair. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Huh. I think it did pretty well. They seem like really nice people. Okay. I think the big thing is as long as they serve turkey legs, it's magical I don't realm. care if it's in or out. In or out. Yeah, it can be inside, outside. Just serve those dang turkey legs. Magical realm? I don't know. Okay. I I, th- I actually think I said I was interested in it mm-hmm. on Facebook, so it might be in on my, calen- my Facebook okay. calendar. Yeah. Uh, so we can check after or whatever. So if someone wanted to find out more about uh, Nebula, where can they go and learn more about your company? dot nebulamusements.com.
2: Okay. Uh, it's plural, uh, amusements, so there's an S at the end, right. N-E-B-U-L-A-A-M-U-S-E-M-E-N-T-S. Uh, we're also on Instagram, nebulamusements, okay. Facebook. Probably Instagram is, you know, to get pictures. You see a lot of, like, the dice and the games right. we
1: carry on there. Um, and soon you'll be on TikTok like everybody else.
2: Eventually, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's one more thing, I, you know. I'm an old man.
0: Out of all the social media things, though, I think that really fits... Does it? Yeah. What you're doing? Yeah, because it's all video based. Yeah, um, you know, and you're uploading videos of people actually playing the games. Mm-hmm. there's some music at. behind it. I think it, I think it's a good fit. Isn't or it like
2: Chinese spyware or something?
1: Is, like, is, is, people but, I people I mean, might say that, but if, on that spyware, if they're just getting like the that you like watching cat videos. Right, we're only a few oh years away from being owned by the Chinese. Red
2: pandas is what I'm into watching uh, the little the, red panda oh, videos. Then Those then things are adorable. and you are in for a treat. Bunny rabbits eating carrots.
1: I like anything that shows an animal knocking down a toddler. <laughs> that makes my heart sing with joy. It's just the best stuff. A cat coming out of nowhere and tackling a kid or a goat headbutting a kid. You know? Squirrels
2: attacking grown men
1: is funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's I good. like any of that kind of stuff. Okay. I love I love animals attacking humans. When animals attack. All right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've
2: been to conventions where they have, like, big Lego setups. Yes. And yeah. people, look like, to them. They look at them. They're kind of cool. But, honestly, like, people are impressed with really elaborate, like, terrain and mm-hmm. warhammer setups yes yes i would love to see you guys just going to a regular comic-con or a popcon and just setting one of those giant things up people would love to go what is this oh just mm. just uh like yeah. a diorama type situation yeah and i yeah. think and even let them play and demo it yeah i think a lot of people would fall in love with warhammer doing that except the bit i think the biggest entry to like barriers cost bar- barriers cost and the second one is not everyone can paint and wants to paint Like i don't want to
1: paint anything We'll, right. f- we'll fix I mean, that. We'll get you an airbrush because apparently an airbrush makes you a pro. My wife would be fantastic. At it. My wife is a phenomenal joke, artist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if if you're really not into it, you can you can hire it out. Yeah, you can hire M- it. money yeah. can solve just about any problem that well, you might have. One right? of my
2: guys uh, sells sells. Uh, he you know if he sells services, he'll paint sure, people. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. There's commissions. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I know a number of commission painters.
2: Yeah, you yeah, do commissions, cool. don't you, Jeff? Sometimes.
0: Rarely. Yeah. 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 It's got to be the right fit for me. Right. Yeah.
2: That's what I like about the WizKids stuff. They do they, they have nice figures and they're painted and I'm like cool.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> but they're okay.
2: There's something magic. Yeah, there is a higher level. There's like artistry though that goes right. into these some yeah. of the people that you can hire where what they're doing is like this is like a sculpture. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, this is like a right, sculpture.
0: Right. You're only gonna get so much from a,
2: I do a, get
1: the a difference. twelve
0: year old yeah. in, in the Chinese <laughs> wilderness, you know, working at the, the paint factory.
1: Right. That makes sense. Sure, and if they don't have an airbrush, then they're just not doing it right. Well, anyways, Aren't, didn't you commit? Didn't
2: airbrush. you commit on one of the previous podcasts? You're going to airbrush a certain amount of minis. I am. Yeah, yeah this year. I, what was it? Three.
0: I think it's yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, one of them being, you know, your big Galactic Galactus. The Galactus
1: that's coming. Yeah. Is he in yet? Uh, they're in country. Uh, and some people have gotten their first inching, wave
0: inching their way closer to Thunderforge.
1: Yeah, so some some people have gotten their from the Kickstarter for the Marvel Zombies oh, okay. Zombicide have gotten their core box because some people didn't order the Galactus, mm. but I'm in wave two of okay. the um, uh, shipment of that. So because I ordered, I personally ordered two Galactuses, of course, because you know, because why? Why not? not? Right i got to have one then that you, looks normal, and then one looks why like... Why have normal. one when you can have two? Right. And then Simon sending me two more. Of course. And then...
0: Uh, why have two when you can have four?
1: Right. Well, the other two, as you know, are going to be used for promotional yes. material. Yes. Uh, they get people all amped w- up.
0: Which we're, we're going to line one of those up with a with a professional yeah. painter and nice. give it away as a prize. Are, yep. you,
1: the, are you the guy? Are you I am not, not the guy. Okay. No. no. But he is a pro painter. But he, yeah. No. no. You I, have an airbrush?
2: Yeah. Pro painter. Yeah, I mean... They don't just give those out to anybody. You can't just right. go That's buy true. an airbrush. <laughs>
1: very, very true.
2: I didn't get one.
0: <laughs> so, Mike, uh, what upcoming events are you guys at? Where, oh, where can see. people see you in person?
2: Well, uh, just for vending uh, tabletop games and dice, we're going to be at Great Lakes Comic Convention where, in February.
0: Where is Ooh, Let me
2: pull it up.
1: Okay. Uh, isn't that Port Huron area? Because I, I, I saw that one, too, and I was like, oh, I should check this one out. But I, I know it's a smaller event.
0: It's not a big town.
2: That one is in Warren, Michigan. Warren. Oh, we're Detroit. Right? Yeah, we're okay. only vending there, so we're going to have, like, tabletop mm. games. Sweet. We do, like, niche stuff, though. Like, you're not going to, like, even though it's a great game, you're not going to go to our table and get, like, Catan or something. Mm-hmm. You But you'll get, like, Cowboy Bebop, or you'll get The Boys, or cool. you'll get Doctor Who. Sweet. Um, or Madara or something. Um, we're going to be at Midland Comic Con, which is a free convention. Oh. Uh, that is March 4th and 5th mm-hmm. at the Midland Mall. Uh, that one's fun. Uh, we are going to be vending at GR Spring Fing, Fling in Kalamazoo, Michigan, April 14th through 16th. And we might have Hado there if the space is there. Sweet. So if it's not there, it is not the convention's fault. They didn't turn us down or nothing like that. They are awesome people. Uh, we're going to be vending and have Hado at Motor City Comic Con in Novi the 19th to the 21st.
0: Mm-hmm. of May? Yeah.
2: Okay. We're going to be vending at Yomacon um, November 3rd fourth and fifth. And we are going to have Hato at GR Comic-Con November 3rd, fourth and fifth. So we're going to be oh, split.
0: Split in two different spots. Yeah, they got,
2: a kind of a bad move happened uh, where um, GR Comic-Con got forced into a date. And they have a good relationship with yoma They're, they're, both great conventions, with sure. great people, and uh, they were bummed out. They didn't want to do the same weekend, mm-hmm. but they kind of have a different fan base and are yeah. on opposite sides of the state. And uh, I'm I'm very loyal to both of those conventions. Uh, the people at Yomacon that run it and the department the, the, the heads that I've worked with, um, they're they're good people. They're not just there trying to make money and that's it. Like sure. they actually care about the convention, they care about the people um, that they work with, and they're just. They're just—they have—they're just, they have, just mm-hmm. great people, and they gave us our first successful booking for Hado, and I'm—I'm um, I'm an extremely loyal person, so I'm always gonna go. And I—in—we were already under contract for GR, and they're—they're they're fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't gonna pull out of either of them. So I was right. like, I'm just gonna split it. I'm gonna bend awesome. here, do work. Hado there this yeah. year, nice. next year I'll—I'll I'll try to get Hado back into Yomakon. Nice.
0: Very
1: cool. I—I yeah. I was gonna ask is, uh, though you're not gonna be. At Capital City Comic Con for Hado, right?
2: Yeah. But that,
1: you are you going to be there vending at least? Maybe. Um,
2: maybe right. if if that's something where. Uh, so what ended up happening with theirs? We vented there last year, and it mm-hmm. was a fun show. Those are some good people, and when you're there, it's just sometimes you go to a convention. It's just it's business. It's busy. You're you're loading in. They have a, a lot to juggle. Sure. But There, they make you feel like they're happy to see you. Oh, cool. Like the staff is really good people. Um, we we vented there. It was a good time. Um, we were talking to them about doing to this year. They wanted us. It was something they were working on. Uh, they were just trying to get you know the budget together, and it was looking good because they're. In, uh, but it ended up being a holiday weekend, and with the small staff that I have, some of them are not available. They have kids. They're not going to do holiday gotcha. weekends, and yeah. I'm not the the guy like you got to come work right oh, now and it's like course. no you're doing me a favor you're right. working for me you're right. you're doing me this is a, a favor it's a part time gig for this the people a who are helping gig you out, right. exactly so yeah. it's like i appreciate you you treat your people right yeah,
0: yeah. So, so so they don't leave you <laughs> there's no way I
2: get a Hotto crew is very technical to set up okay. you, you, you have to mm-hmm. map out the space that the measurements have to be exact right um and when there's any type of issue i usually got to run on the spot this is how you fix this all right now we're good to go um i can maybe get uh at least two of the guys to go then maybe um, which, if they're willing, then I'll book it because I, I want to be with that con because I think it's it's going to get bigger and better every year.
0: Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. 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 They're on a good track.
2: Yeah. So um, unfortunately, that was one we weren't able to do, and I was actually really bummed about it because
0: yeah. um, um, We'll figure it out. Yeah. 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 We'll,
2: we'll figure, figure it, out.
0: it out. Well, hey Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and good luck, and we'll see you again in the future. All right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. awesome. Thanks.
3: MicroArt Studio, probably the biggest resin bases manufacturer in the world. Numerous patterns of bases for your miniatures. Round bases from 25mm up to 100mm. Ovals from 60mm up to a gigantic 170mm. And for non-standard projects, a bunch of basing kits to choose from. Check the range at microartstudio.com. Great detail, great quality, affordable price.
1: It's time for the news, Rick. Well, I'm here for it. And stop the presses because we've got news. You have news. No, not uh, really. I mean, I, I have some news. I have some very minor right. news as well. Right. So my minor news this week is mainly uh, what it, it's when this actually airs, mm-hmm. it's not going to be big news. It's going to be old news. But it's important. Okay. And I think uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier, and that's the OGL. With yes, with the
0: OGD, open gaming license, right, and yeah. with
1: Wizards or uh, Wizards of the Coast, uh, basically saying that they're not going to move forward with a one point two or two or any of that, they're going to just maintain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that um, that's newsworthy.
0: It's newsworthy. Right? I agree.
1: And but the thing is, what what my spin on that news is, a lot of the companies that were um, scared over that and saw issue with their futures, launched or uh, started their own OGL potentials, right? Right.
0: I've kind of been following this a little bit. Right. So yeah. you,
1: you got Paizo is still going to go, move forward with theirs. Right. You've got Cobalt Press with the Black Flag Initiative mm-hmm. that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, I th- and of course, you've, you've already got some companies that don't mm-hmm. even need to worry about the OGL, but have put some out for their own brands like uh, Monty Cook Games with their cipher system. So uh, it's kind of interesting how all this has played out. I th- and I think it's we still got some more playing out to deal with. Uh, OGL. Yeah,
0: it might be a little while right. huh, before this is all... Yeah, before the dust sets. from a, Yeah, sure.
1: Right. But I am still very curious and excited to see how it all does play out with the, the new OGL potentials from other companies. Right. And uh, again, Monty, I like Monty Cook Games. I like mm-hmm. the Cypher system. Sure. And I'm excited to see... Uh, wh- where people land in regards to that game system as well,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. that is, that is interesting. So yeah, it's um, so it's it's almost like some of these other publishers have tried to take advantages in the right word, try to. Um, Take this negative for Watsy and turn it into a positive for
1: themselves, right? Which I think they should should have done a long time ago. Probably,
0: right? Yeah, but you know, it's it's hard to take down the giant, right? Right, it, and it's it, also
1: hard when it's easy, right? It's when it's it, when it's easy to continue to maintain. Well, five E is the hottest thing right now, and if, and uh, as we both know, a lot of people don't want to learn new mechanics. And if you're already familiar very, with very which true. one, if you are familiar with Five E, and it's the mm-hmm. one you're familiar with, and the one that you find joy in, right? Or whatever. Um, a lot of people don't want to learn something new, yeah. Uh, and I, I can support that. And 100%. I, I think that uh, uh, though a lot of people have transitioned to start looking at other systems and new mechanics, they're always going to lean back, and that was the difficulty with the publishers is if they're going to take that away from us and we can't publish under the 5e or under the OGL anymore right without these restrictions and or you know other caveats that were added to it um now they're doing it not so much out of spite but because I think they can see that there's a future outside of the WotC engine
0: right and and also I think that they are preparing for WotC to basically try this again and they don't right. want to once it's been done. They don't want to yeah. be in that vulnerable position. Right. Right? right. So th- this is almost like a insurance policy towards yep. yeah. future.
1: It's not like they're going to stop 5E now that it's no. it, they I think they're going to continue down that path cuz right. a lot of them had stuff in production that is, you know, in Q1, Q2, Q3 of this sure. year that is still going to fall under that license. Oh, 100 percent But the fact that they are going to pivot and and stuff with some and of it and is maybe they will
0: pivot with all of it, you know, maybe sure. they still Continue to put out five e right products, right? Because yep. I mean, there's a ton of five e five e players.
1: Yep, one hundred
0: percent. You know, and a lot of these companies too, like Piezo mm-hmm. Global Press, are kind of in existence because of the original OGL. One hundred percent, right? Yes. Yeah, they, they wouldn't even. <laughs> yes. they, they they may not. Who knows for sure? But they may not be here if not for right. You no, know, the Paizo OG, wouldn't be here. The OGL giving them the opportunities yeah. to yeah be, create. Accessories for Dungeons and Dragons. Right.
1: Yeah. Paizo. Granted, Paizo was the publisher before they became pa- Pathfinder. Sure. They were. They were the publishing company that took over the reins of publishing Dragon Magazine, Dungeon mm-hmm. Magazine, right. and everything.
0: Oh, and they had all those those great map, the map sets, and sure. Stuff like that. You know, yeah. they, they had. A, they were. They had some really nice accessories. Right.
1: But but then you look at like, companies that did succeed on the original OGO for 3.0, 3.5. Uh, like um, Aldrek uh, Entertainment Games or AEG, mm-hmm. right? They don't make any 5e or any D&D supplements anymore. They're strictly board games. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. So who knows where some of these companies are going to land right. and what kind of like new horizons sure. are going to open up for them sure. and reveal them to be maybe a powerhouse in another space. And right. or, and it, it's again, that's where I find it very exciting. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll rarely see. a
0: bad thing to have options, right? Rarely a bad thing. So
1: yeah. awesome! Yeah, super exciting stuff.
0: Well, I got a couple tiny things in in my news world. Um, let's see, for Games Workshop. We're expecting uh, two new army tomes. Okay. Um, coming up this week, uh, one for the beasts of Cass, which
1: K A S S. K. Yeah, sure. Okay. I, am I wrong? Chaos. C H A O S. Oh, chaos! Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Cass. Ah, you heard me. Oh. Yeah.
0: My bad. So, uh, yeah, the Beast of Chaos, uh, Coda, our Battle Tome is getting uh, redone, which okay. is it's an army I own, so I'm kind of excited about this. Okay. Uh, and then the other one is the Gloom Spite Gits, which is the goblins.
1: Gits are goblins. Yes. I, I, I've i heard people say gits. Mm-hmm. It's know, a British thing. And I think it's a very funny word. Yeah, it is pretty funny. And it makes me want to paint goblins.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're worth painting. And sure. Lots of mushrooms. Oh, I know, like, like that. That kind of thing. And yeah. yeah. And uh, they actually, out of the two books, they're the ones that I think are going to be the more interesting of the two as okay. far as gameplay is concerned. Um, it looks like they've... One of the things about goblins and Games Workshop is they have really always embraced the the comedy okay. of, of the goblin. Okay. Cool. Right? Um, it is cool, but it often leads to... Not great game design oh, because okay. it's very random. All right, I can see that. Right, you know, and so the comedy of the goblin is randomness. Right. So they used to have like their, like their cavalry mm. would move three d six inches. Okay. Where right, so if you get a good roll, they're fast as can be. If you get a bad roll, you know, yeah, not so good, right? right. And so uh, it, it made playing that army on a competitive level very difficult, because you can't rely on randomness.
1: And chaos does not reign, truly, right. in, a, in a game of strategy. Right. Yeah,
0: it, yeah. It, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, and so looking at a couple of the sneak peeks of the rules, mm. they've it seems like they've kind of realized that. Okay. And why there is still a little bit of randomness, it's not the huge swing that it was before. Okay, that's good. So instead of being 3D6, now it's 10 plus D6. Oh. So. Okay, so th- they're fast. So they're fast, right. Okay. Now, are they really fast or just pretty fast? That's right. the question. Sure. Right, and but you can live with pretty fast. So
1: as a comparative, mm-hmm. what would be a uh, Eldar move? Uh, like a high elf
0: cavalry would move uh, 12 or 14 inches depending upon the
1: unit. All right, so without a... Die modifier. No no 12. modifier.
0: Just twelve or fourteen, depending okay. upon the steed. okay. So this is either slightly slower or slightly faster, depending okay. upon. But still ten is a ability. good
1: ten is a good well, cavalry move.
0: It's eleven. Right. Ten plus D six. Yeah. So the worst you can be is eleven. Yeah. And that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Right. All right. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how
1: it plays out. Yeah, especially if you roll sixes and you're getting 16 on that movement. Right. That's that's dang fast. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's really good. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see uh, yeah. uh, if it makes the lists.
0: It will be interesting, right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious.
1: Because that's one of the things, I, I wasn't really going to bring it up as far as the news goes, but uh, the unbeatable lists that are coming out of LVO, uh, granted, I don't know the game, mm-hmm. but I've looked at some of them, mm-hmm. and they look... Pretty interesting. So, is this m- for 40k or for Age of Sigmar? Uh, for 40k. Okay, yes. Right. Uh, uh, the the ones I saw. Right. I'm sure there were there's unbeatable lists for the, uh, uh, the a- AOS not, coming out of there as not well. Not as much. Sure.
0: Not as much. Um, but they
1: were showing off these unbeatable lists of like mm-hmm. this army and this roster. Right. Did not get beat. They they just rolled over everybody that was. That, t- that, that's against. a problem
0: in your game design.
1: Right. Right. And. Uh, Oh, I, I looked at some of them, and I was like, well, I didn't see any orcs, so I'm...
0: Yeah, orcs aren't on the... They're not the king of the hill right now. Right. Right.
1: Uh, and that's that's the army I want to build. Yeah. So.
0: One of the really interesting things about AOS right now is that um, the, you know, if you're looking at the the two-day events going mm-hmm. on each weekend, there's different armies winning every week. Right. Uh, it's not the, You're not seeing the same thing over and over again like you okay. see in 40K. Okay. Uh, it's... Much different place those two games are right now. Okay, and it's problematic for Forty okay. K, which is one of the reasons I don't really play that game anymore. Oh, <laughs> because it's, okay.
1: Yeah, it's for you. It's
0: problematic. It's very much so okay. for me. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So uh, my other tidbit of news is that my gaming club, the Cobra Kai Gaming Dojo, uh, we're sponsoring a tournament at AFK Games coming up on February eighteenth. Yeah. <laughs> AFK Games, and uh, yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. Uh, it's got we, we open it up with uh, 30 people mm-hmm. open, and we are sold out of the 30. Nice. I just got off a uh, text exchange with the owner of the shop, and he is looking into buying um, five more tabletops okay. so that we can expand it up to 40. Wow. Yeah, because um, they're having a, a 40K event, I think, the weekend before, and they, okay. they want more space also. Okay. So, yeah, looks like I'm going to squeeze 10 more people in, if possible, if, if we can sell nice. the ticket. Right. And uh, we've had a custom uh, dice bag made as the grand prize. Right. And I'm looking at it right now. Yeah? And what do you think?
1: I think it's pretty nice. I uh, think you did a really good job. Well, so what I... Hand uh, here real quick. Yeah. yeah. And so, I'll be posting pictures of this up. All right, so when I look at this thing, uh-huh. right, it, it's got your Kobukai symbology on there, yes. on the on the, the flap. Yep. But I look at it in the with the big leather belt strap. strap piece. Yeah. This should be something that anybody that is a um, Renfair guy. Or yes. Gal, oh, it's very much. This will yeah. look good on your, on your equipment belt. 100% right? it will. At, at a Renfair. And people yep. could be like, what's that? Right. And yes. they're like, well, I mean. Yeah, I, the,
0: a leather maker. We had a yeah, leather maker make, yeah. the, make the dice pouch. And yeah. it definitely, he is a Renfair makes sense. gear maker. That's what he does. But. Yeah. It's kind of a dual purpose, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think he did a cool job. He did a great
1: job, and it's like I said, it is aesthetically very. uh, It's very gamer. Oh yes, right, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's which is what it's all about, right?
0: Yes, yeah, for sure, absolutely. So that's it for
1: my news. Cool, and that's all I had was the OGL piece, and then. Uh, just that little like snippet. Like, okay. If you aren't following the LVO results, you know, go check them out. Yeah, go check They're, them out. It's worth it. Big you event. Right. Yeah, and plus that's information that is going to bleed into Adepticon and could potentially bleed into your guys' show too as far as like what are the power lists. Or, you know. Right, other but, than
0: the fact that there's going to be four or five codexes coming out between now and right. our event anyway, which will right. like shift everything. But of course. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it's always interesting to follow right. what's currently on top of the mountain. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Cool. All right, well, hang in there, listen to us, pay some bills, and we'll come back and talk some hobby time.
3: Formed in 2007, Warlord Games are designers, manufacturers, and distributors of finely detailed historical, fantasy, and science fiction miniatures in plastic, metal, and resin. Our award-winning games cover everything from the Bronze Age through the Renaissance, Horse and Musket Era, right through to World War II. Additionally, we hold licenses to make games and miniatures for the likes of Judge Dredd, Slain, Dad's Army, and Doctor Who. We've developed a comprehensive range of models for each of our systems, with the core units available as plastic miniatures, reinforcements in metal, and larger units produced in resin. The vast majority of the process, from game and miniature design, mold making, production, and packing, are performed in-house at our HQ, deep in the heart of Wargaming's spiritual home, Nottingham. The Warlords Games mantra is quality, innovation, and fun. We try to apply this across all areas of business.
1: It's hobby time. That's what I've heard. Yes. Rumor has it that at the end of this program we talk about hobby. Yes, that's what we do. Yeah. I've been episode on a couple in, episodes. Episode yeah. in, episode out. Yeah, I've been on a couple
0: episodes I'm now. I'm sure half the people are turning us off right now. Don't, don't do that because don't even care. Right, don't don't turn it off. Hobby. Yeah.
1: yeah, because we want we want to talk to you guys about the hobby and what we're right. doing.
0: Well, the fact of the matter is, in our hobby, mm-hmm. well, at least my hobby, maybe even more than your hobby, mm-hmm. is that I only play my games three hours a week. That's
1: a lot more than I get to play.
0: Okay, well, that's your choice.
1: It is, because I have other things I do, and I, I my time is, I, I spend my time differently. Right. Right. My work hours aren't usually a normal nine to five. True, right? I usually work in the night.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Batman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're something, man. I'm I'm something, mad. man. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So once a week, I I basically play one time a week, mm-hmm. three hours a week. Yeah. But the rest of my week, almost every night, I spend actually still enjoying my hobby, but right. at my painting desk instead.
1: Yeah, and I can dig that. Yeah. And I'm actually starting to incorporate more of that myself. Great. A lot of it based on hanging out with you and, cool. and Rick. I'm inspiring yeah. you, yes. Absolutely. Well, it also shows me that, you know, if I don't do it, <laughs> you guys are going to, like, beat me up. Raz you, yeah. Right. yeah little, no, little. no, what the, what the audience doesn't know is, like, I've got bruises. <laughs> right. These guys literally beat me up. Ego bruises. Right? Yes. <laughs> Ego bruises. Yes. Uh, and so... Uh, it, it is making me want to do more hobby. And it's literally also changing my business. Well, that's good. And things I'm doing with my business. Okay. Because I'm mostly known for board game content, in, right? Mm-hmm. But I work with almost every company that makes miniatures. Right. Right? Sure. Or And or paint, right? You do work with a number of painting
0: companies, yes.
2: Right.
1: So it's like I'm seeing that... I also find more, not more joy in the hobby side of mm-hmm. it so much, but I, I understand it better okay. Then cause I might get a game and I hope a lot of my companies I work with don't like go, well, well fuck that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to send them any more games cause, but I don't get to play all the games that I get sent. Right. I get enough time to make a video or do. Right. I mean, you get sent game. so
0: many games that no one could.
1: Right. Right. Um, but I can always paint a miniature. That's true. Right if it's an hour a day, I can sit down or build a miniature or paint a miniature. It and is
0: crazy what you can get accomplished by putting an hour a day into yeah, something. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: Um, and I'm a, I'm more of a speed painter mm-hmm. than I am an actual, like... Sure. Like, full-on detail right. kind of guy. Yep. Um, and... Uh, it, it, it's also making me want to do the event stuff that I'm starting to do, like the sure. C2E2 paint Right, You paint, paint and takes, yes. Right, and doing those as of ev- going to shows and doing multiple events right. uh, around that part of the hobby. That's awesome. Right? And also the fact that I now have to build hundreds of miniatures for that paint and take. I've yeah, got, that's going to be a thing. Right, well, Mantic sent me a box of stuff. That's awesome. Not a lot. But it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Right. Because the stuff they sent is but great. But that's all it must assemble. Correct. There's right. like, there's I think, no
0: pre-assembled. I think there was enough. one and right. I already yeah, primed it.
1: Okay. And uh, everything else is, yeah, I got to put it together. And right. it's like, that's all that's worth. That's the manpower right there. Right. Right. Uh, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to, when I next time I talk to Mantic, I'm going to be like, hey guys, I just want to let you know, you didn't send me any bases for any of these miniatures. uh uh-huh. Correct. Oh, geez. No bases. Oh, all right. So either we're gonna three D print a bunch of bases for them, or I'm gonna just reach out to them and talk to them and be like, "Hey, can you guys send me like, I don't know a hundred bases for these right. miniatures?" You send me? Right. Right. Uh, and uh, so it's pretty funny. And then of course I got a palette of WizKids miniatures. Granted, I'm not. They're already pre primed and pre assembled and ready. Sure. But all I got to do is glue them to their bases. Okay. All right, So because I'm gonna not go so through, bad. Yeah, not so bad. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna go through all that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it is this hobby time listening to you and Rick talk about, Hey, what are you doing between this episode or last mm-hmm. and last episode next episode? Or what did you get done from last episode to sure. this episode? Yeah. Is making me go, it, it's almost a little bit of FOMO too. It's like, if right. I don't do it. I don't I, have to I got something about, to talk about. It, right? right. Yeah. That, but, and,
0: and that's part of why we do this. Yes. Right. Is, is a way to motivate right. each other. Well, I'm pretty self-motivated on this anyway. Right. Um, but, you know, knowing that I have to come in here and talk about something every other mm-hmm. week, that, like you said, it's a, it's a little little kick in the butt to make sure 100%. that I'm, I'm getting something done.
1: Yeah. And so, speaking of which... Right. Uh, I know that this this past, mo- past month, you have been inundated with yes. non-hobby time Painting. Stuff. A lot of painting. A lot of painting, <laughs> uh, flooring. Yes, uh, you did yes. a lot of repairs on one of your rentals. Yeah, I did. Um, so, did yeah, you my, get any hobby? I,
0: I did do it a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, my... For, for those of you who care, um, my daughter and I have spent the last month uh, six days a week mm-hmm. working on on one of uh, my rental units, getting it renovated. Right, um, looks great. It does look uh, great. J- I just finished it up a couple nights ago. Um, I'm very happy with how it turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I did not have the energy I normally have right. uh, at night to to work on my hobby stuff. So. Right. Um, I did not get my my goal from last episode finished. I was hoping to have uh, that unit of spearmen finished. It just didn't happen. I started them. Uh, They're sitting at about a third finished at this point. Um, But I am heading to an event in Columbus on Friday. Okay. That I needed to get two more miniatures painted up to take to that event. And now those two miniatures are sitting at about 75% done okay so i'm gonna wrap them up tomorrow night
1: mm-hmm. i have
0: i have the time to get them done mm-hmm. there, it's not
1: when are I'm you leaving, leaving friday to go to this event um because it's a what a five-hour drive down to columbus yeah
0: yeah i'll i'll probably take off from my house about 11 okay cool. yeah meeting up with my buddy in ann arbor all right. uh, picking him up and then we'll go from there
1: nice yeah very cool yeah i'm really looking
0: forward to it. it's a two-day yeah. event um I think it's my first, yeah, you know, obviously, we're barely yeah. in February, so it's my first two-day event of this year. All right. Uh so two-day event number 1 on my on my uh, list of of events I want to go to. So, so
1: where is it being held at?
0: It's being held at a a brewery. Okay. Down in Columbus, and I couldn't I'm sorry, I can't tell you the That's name a good, of it off the top of my head. Sure. The event's called Brew Hammer. Brew Hammer. Yep. I and like and it's a very limited Mm-hmm. A number of players, because the size of the venue is small. Right. So I think it's like 36 players or something like that. Okay. And uh, my friend who's going with me, uh, I was able to arrange for us to get tickets. Nice. Um, so I didn't have to fight the waiting list, which is kind of cool. Nice. And we were looking through um, in the app that uh, a lot of AOS events use. It's an mm-hmm. app called uh, Best, Best Coast Pairings. Okay. Uh, and it's just it's a free tournament tracking app. Okay. And so a lot of TOs use it, and you can see all the players that are signed up for the event. Okay. And so looking through that, um, the 30-whatever, 30 32, 36 players, um, I think I saw probably six to eight names that I recognized. Okay. And everything else is going to be
1: new people. And that so, always makes it a yeah of fun. Because, should be cool. I'm yeah, really looking forward to it, it. You never know what they're going to bring to the table and what the paint schemes are going to be. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. It's a lot of unknown and
0: yeah. um, so the the couple guys that are running the event mm-hmm. uh, were attendees at the GT this last year. Okay. And so and uh and they and they have been for years. Right. Uh, so I've kind of gotten to know them over the years, and you know we're we're friendly and that kind of okay. thing, and and. He was telling me at the GD, goes, oh, I mean, you should try, try to come down to my event. You know, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Right. He goes, yeah, but the tickets sell really fast. So you got to make sure you, you know, you're right there to, to sign up, you know, right when they go on, so it goes on sale. Right. I'm like, okay, well, I can try that. I said, or, or you run the event, right? He goes, yeah. He goes, well, why don't you just set a couple of tickets aside for me? <laughs> I right. said, because I'm not going to come by myself. Right. You know, it's just too far to drive alone. Right. You know, as I said, if you can set two tickets aside for me, mm-hmm. you know. I'll grab somebody, right. and we'll come down. He goes, okay, I'll do
1: that. That's yeah. cool. So, yeah, that was cool. That is cool. And so, you're going right. to take a lot of pictures?
0: I'll Yes, I will take a lot of
1: pictures. Right. Uh, well, Not just of your as stuff. As much
0: as I remember. I uh, Oh, come on, right. <laughs> I don't usually take a lot of pictures on my own. Uh, yeah, I'll try to take some good All pictures right. and see what people got that'd going on. That'd be cool.
1: On. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: So, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to and pay, it. And post so. it
1: on the Michigan GT podcast uh sure. Facebook. Yeah,
0: or, I could put it up yeah, there. Perfect. Yep. So, in... Uh, this time in a couple of weeks, you'll hear you'll hear how I did.
1: You're, you're gonna do fine. I'll do okay. Yeah, yeah, You'll yeah. be yeah. Right. Yeah, that's cool. I can give you a prediction, but yeah, I'll do that off air. Okay, all cool. Right. Cool. cool. You feel like you're gonna go down there and smoke it, are don't you? You're gonna smoke. I'm
0: giving it to Smash you it. See you. I'm gonna give it to you off air.
1: All right. Uh, okay. All right. So, what are you getting done before next episode? Um, well, let's talk about what I did. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, what did uh, you get uh, done? Jeez. So, so I've been working on the Horizon Zero Dawn miniatures that are uh, from the board game Horizon Zero Dawn. It's, right. a, it's a video game property that Steamforged yes turned into a board game. Um, I
0: think you showed me these miniatures. It's like a giant
1: condor. In. Yeah. And uh, kind of like, a like cyber
0: a, punky kind of very you know, yeah, very miniatures. robotic. Yeah.
1: Robotic. There you yeah. Go. Uh, so I've I've um, based a lot of them. I've primed all of the miniatures, and I've based a lot of them with uh, the metallic
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, look. And then I now got to go through and do all the uh, highlights and cool washes. Details. are your friend. I don't know if I'm going to do a lot of washes on the metallics. And I'll show you when after the show after this. Okay, I'll take you over and show you what I've done. All right, based on what the imagery of the miniatures look like on the boxes mm-hmm. to what how they look. Okay. Good. There might be areas. I'm, well. a, I'm a big fan of washes on metallics. Oh, I know. Okay. I know you are. Right. Um, but I, I'm, I'll I'm. show you what my thoughts are because okay. there's some things that I can't do uh, with some of the miniatures based on how they look. But there's some things I think the washes might take away. But there's going to be areas where I can put like oil or okay. some other All like right. effects. We'll, we'll take effects. a look. We'll yeah, take a look. Yeah. Um, so more, I worked on those. I'm going to continue to work on those. And then, of course... Uh, for me, hobby time is also going to be a lot of the prep work necessary for C2E2. Right. Of course. Because right. so I have thousands, of, literally thousands of miniatures to deal with.
0: Li- literally. Mm. Yeah, I've seen the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you choose that game's miniatures as your
1: project? Because, I, one, I have to make content for that game. Okay. Right. All right.
0: So they're one of your clients. They're one of my clients. Right.
1: And... Um, Honestly, I've never played the video game, right? But not... But what, what was the video game? Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn, Late yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, but having looked at the miniatures and looked at the board game, uh, I'm kind of like digging the world vibe. All right. Because humans are basically, have been thrown back into almost like um, nomadic tribals. And it's like a, a future generation of, 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 of a world where the humans were in charge and they did all the cyber stuff and then the, the uh, you know, like the Matrix, the, the Matrix took over. Okay. And now there's these manufacturing plants all over the planet that are AI, um, artificial intelligence. Sure. Building these.
0: So kind of a Terminator future. Right. Okay.
1: And these, but they're making these like hybrid animal machines mm-hmm. that are, that have like DNA type connectives to the to the thing and i'm sitting here thinking is like there's not a role playing a tabletop role playing game for this yet that i'm aware of mm-hmm. but i want to run a tabletop rpg in this scenario oh, okay and those miniatures are going to look cool you
0: absolutely could do that yeah
1: easy. yeah right right cool uh, i mean with the ogl being one <laughs> but uh, and and just because i'm finding a joy in the Okay. That I'm reading in the in the game. Right on. I, it really it's like oh I want okay. I want these. Games. I just
0: was curious what made you choose the, the, that you sure. know out of that. the kabillion miniatures you got around yeah. here. And plus it allowed me to
1: play with some of the new the, the metallics from the new uh, the Vallejo Vallejos, line, yeah, right, which
0: yeah. are very cool by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, awesome. All right, right. So what are you shooting for next episode?
1: Um, so I want to have like the two larger miniatures for that particular game. Okay. Like fully done. Mm-hmm. And I I need to learn a technique for two of the other miniatures that have like these like sacks on their backs. Okay. That in the imagery, it, the sacks are like clear and you can see fluid floating in them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I have to figure out how to make that effect happen.
0: Okay. Let me see the
1: picture. See right. See if I got an idea for you. Right. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. That, that's sometimes tough to pull off. Agreed. Right. Yeah. I've been looking at some YouTube videos. Okay. of Some people that have uh, made an effect, not using those miniatures, just right. other things. Right. Um, like a
0: potion bottle or something. Right. Yeah.
1: Where it looks like it has a three dimensional depth to it. Right. So, yeah. yeah. It's going to be wild. That's, that's tough.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, my goal is going to be to wrap up what my goal was for this last period. Right. So I got a unit of 10. Um, 10. Um, Lumineth wardens—they're okay. the spearmen. They actually literally have like four-inch spears on them, right. which is really freaking cool. Right. And there's a, a hero that's gonna that's being painted along with them as
1: well. Okay, very yeah. cool.
0: And on these, I have my uh, special 3D shields that are gonna be on the unit as well.
1: 3D printed shields. All oh, right, which we're not talking about. Which we're not talking about. All right, right, all right. Okay, yeah. but I'm aware. But it's gonna be sweet. All right, all right, super cool.
0: So that's it for me. That's it. All right, okay. we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. All right, good night. Bye. All uh. right.